welcome back to the Pretty Vulgar Podcast. And as always, it's Elizabeth and Jillian bringing you your pop culture and housewives news of the week. Yes. And what a week it was. I mean, it it had its moments. It barely had any moments. <laughs> well, that's true. <laughs> but we need to talk about the most important moment. Yes, which is, of course, me. Yes. Because I am the most important to me. Yes, exactly. Uh, <laughs> So for those of you who didn't see it on our Instagram or didn't see it on my Instagram or wherever you're looking, I was on Hollywood Game Night this week. It aired on Wednesday. It was a season finale because it was a nail biter. It was an exciting episode, I will Um, say. So just the basic breakdown... I was playing against a paralegal named Gino. And he's, I didn't know he was a paralegal. Yeah, he's a super cool guy. Like, I really like him a lot. We text. We we, we keep in touch. I like that a lot. Um, we His team was comprised of Tyson Beckford, male model, model extraordinaire of Zoolander fame. Sexy beast that he is. He's a good-looking chap. He is. <laughs> um, then there was Nancy Grace. Oh, Nancy. You know, she's always, you know, Opinionated. looking for, <laughs> yes, and also looking for, you know, the real killer and, you know, all Mommy of Mommy murderers. Exactly. <laughs> like, she made her bread and butter on Casey Anthony. She sure did. Um, and then the third member of his team was RuPaul. Ah, uh, yes, that's right. Wearing pajamas. Uh-huh. <laughs> he was wearing pajamas. When I was watching the episode, I was like, these do legit look like pajamas. This, like, older male attorney in my office came up to me and he was like, who is that guy wearing pajamas? <laughs> I was like, well, that was RuPaul, sir. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so that was his team. Then my team was me, Damon John from Shark Tank. He created FUBU and all mm-hmm. that shit. Uh, Margaret Cho, comedian extraordinaire, and of course the great Weird Al Yankovic. Yeah, yeah. So I'm a huge Weird Al fan. Totally nerded out. Was like You're so fangirling. excited, like beyond fangirling. Like when they were like, "Okay, these are your teams," and they say it so clinically because honestly, they're like, "You're going on now," and then they put you in a chair, and someone's doing your hair, and it's doing your makeup. It's like a Housewives episode, like, yeah. and they're reading you, you know, the standards and procedures, and they've got legal in there talking to you. And they're like, and your team is Margaret Cho and uh, David John and uh, Weird Al Yankovic. I'm sorry, what? <laughs> Who? You're like, oh my god. So um, that was really exciting for me. And they take you, then they take you and the other contestant into this green room where like all these celebrities are eating their food and drinking their drink. And you're like, why am I here? It, like, <laughs> makes no sense at all why I would be here. It's a surreal experience. I mean, beyond. Like it's so crazy, and it was just like, I don't know, it was just so crazy. And then so. Um, if you watch the episode, we play the first game, kick ass in the first game. You did. Uh, play the second game, do very well in the second game. Mm-hmm. The third game sucked balls. <laughs> like, it's a stupid fucking record that plays the song backwards that you can't fucking understand what the fucking song is. It was very strange. They, I hadn't seen them play that game before because I had watched the show before and like you said, it's it sounds demonic or something. Like you just, there's no way you could possibly figure it out. Yeah, it's just like yeah, yeah, yeah. uptown funk. What crazy? Like no, yeah. I had no idea what the fuck they were saying. I even made up a fucking title when I buzzed in because I was like, <laughs> your mind just goes blank. Like you, of think course, you know something, mm-hmm. and then you run in to hit that buzzer, and then you're like, I don't know fucking shit. <laughs> and that happened to like Margaret Cho too. She like ran in real quick, hit the buzzer. Right. 
So my team was the first team to be eliminated in that challenge. So that's when Gino and his team started making a little bit of a comeback. Um, and then there were two more games after that. Um, another one where we did very well. And then the last one was the charades game. And because I was going ahead, they have me go first so that the other person, you know, doesn't just get defeated. They uh-huh. like, have something to strive to beat you. Of course. That's smart. And so um, the charade category was like nerdy stuff. <laughs> and like those fuckers were hard they yeah. were not even easy like chemistry you know like are you kidding me i mean i've taken chemistry but then i forgot it immediately because i don't ever have to use chemistry like, for charades you know like, that's it's so yeah. crazy and then so his category was so much easier it was jock stuff Oh, that so, would have like, been right up your alley, too. Well, and, the, like, it was like Tyson did a push-up. Push-ups. Yeah. Tyson did a jumping jack. Jumping jack. Which is bullshit, because that's so much easier to act out than, like, chemistry. Yes. That's what I'm saying. It's, like, literally an action. Yeah. The thing is an action. So you just have to do that action. You're, like, a beaker. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they were, like, pouring shit, and I was, like... I, I mean, okay. I had fucking accordion. Like, thank God Weird Al was there. But, like... Oh, that's so true. Um, so, uh, you know, the that game plays out. He has to get 16 to beat me. He's got 15. There's, like, four seconds left. It's brutal, like, sitting yeah. there. And he doesn't get the last hint, which is volleyball. Um, there were you also would have gotten that, I feel like, because you played volleyball in high school, so... Yeah, no, definitely, I mean, I think I would have done a lot better at his category than my category, but I didn't do bad in my category. Like, right. I was going pretty fast for these shitty fucking clues. <laughs> you did get some really terrible clues, I will say. Yeah. I mean, I was yelling at the TV screen like, oh my God, people. Yes. So then I go to the final round. So if you've ever watched Hollywood Game Night, the final round is like the celebrity name game. Yep. It's like heads up from Ellen. Just a famous person yes. on a screen behind my head. Right. And I pick one person from my team and one person from Gino's team, and they give me clues. And if mm-hmm. I get 10 right, I get $25,000, yes. and they each get $10,000 for their charities. So, I mean, there's incentive for everyone. So, 10 doesn't seem that much. 90 seconds, 10. I play heads up quite often. I'm very good. I could easily get 10 of course i was gonna say we do play that game all the time and when you and i are on the same team and we give each other clues we are on that shit exactly and you know every with every element of like the trying out like i had to interview like three or four times whenever i played that game they were like you're awesome you're the best like this is Mm -hmm. crazy i can't believe you get these like didn't they think you were cheating at one point too well they were like confused like that you could get them all right yeah (laughs) so like yes people i know my shit so it was really disappointing when like for scarlett johansson oh god i got the clues red 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 not even woman like i was like red simpson red but no that doesn't make sense because they couldn't say red like no i know when Oh, my God. Scarlett fucking Johansson, people, Black Widow herself. Like, what the fuck? They could have said so many things. Like, I was yelling at the screen, tell her it's Ryan Reynolds' first wife. Tell her this. Like, yeah, that was bullshit. Yeah, and then uh, handbag David brother. Yeah, that was David Spade is not Kate Spade's brother. BTW, in case you were wondering. (laughs) Right. Brother-in-law. I was going to say that's a brother-in-law. Like, so that's very different. (laughs) The only one that they... 
I mean, I think at that point I was so frustrated that I kind of stopped listening to them all the way. Well, yeah, because, because those clues were fucking terrible. Because I feel like I should have gotten Christina Aguilera even from the shitty clues Nancy Grace was giving. I don't know. But they I don't even said- remember Christina Aguilera being a clue because I was so frustrated at that point. They could have said genie in a bottle. But no, they said the voice has a kid, little boy, short skirt. Yeah, I know. Those clues are not good enough because fucking Gwen Stefani has a kid who is a boy. She wears short skirts. And I was just like, Alicia Keys, Miley Cyrus, like every other fucking voice host because Christina Aguilera hasn't even been on in that long. Like, she, she hasn't. She hasn't been on in a while. So she wasn't the first person that came to my goddamn mind. And Alicia Keys, doesn't she have a son? I don't know. I think she has a son. So that clue could have worked for many people. Yeah, it was like. What about Platinum Blonde or I don't genie in a fucking bottle people yeah, like really there's so many like so many clues that they could have given like it i look at them and even the ones they like passed where they were just staring at the screen like vivica a fox i know who vivica a fox is come on people yeah miss like, america it's like fucking stupid as shit like vivica a fox was actually on the jamie fox show like i mean i don't yeah. know there's so many things like yeah, pop oh, culture is my wheelhouse. They oh, just for sure. Like, you could have been like, she was Miss America, lost her title because she posed naked years before. Vanessa Williams, not oh, Vivica Fox. Right. See, I would have fucked you up right there. <laughs> Damn it. I would have trust anyone. That's true. I would have fucked you up. <laughs> That's so, right. It is Vanessa Williams. Oh. Kenya Moore. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> so anyway, that was Hollywood Game Night. It was super exciting, super fun. 95% of the celebrities on the show were great human mm-hmm. beings. Right. I do remember you speaking. I mean, Jane Lynch is like the nicest person I've ever met in my life. She like was genuinely interested in what she was trying to say or what I was trying to say. Of course, she's interested in what she said. <laughs> um, I mean, she was just like so nice. And then she seems so humble. Like she really is. Yeah. Though. She's like, I mean, just I just love her to death. Mm-hmm. And then. Then the 11 o'clock news did a story on me locally. Yeah, and, then and they the, mor- in the morning. I was going to say, in the, no, it was on in the morning. And then, like, you know, I went to court the next day, and the judge is like, so I hear you're doing God's work. <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> wait for this case that I have for you today. Um, oh, my God. But, yeah, so it was really, really, really awesome. And people ask, well, how did you get on TV? It's not the first time I've been on TV. Um... You just kind of have to keep your eye out for things. Like, you can sign up for casting emails. That's how I got the email to apply for Hollywood Game Night. Mm -hmm. But, like, even proactive, I did a proactive commercial. It -hmm. was just, they had me do a survey. Mm -hmm. And in response to the survey, they liked my answers. And they called me. And they were like, do a commercial. And I was like, fuck yeah, I'll do a commercial. Right. So, that was cool. And then I was in the Glee 3D movie just because they were doing interviews outside the concert that I attended. And I was like, yeah, I'll stand in this line and I'll fucking talk about uh, Darren Curtis because he's hot as fuck. Oh, my God. So, So I did that and that's all in the Glee movie now. So, you just got to keep your eyes out for opportunities. They present themselves everywhere. I mean... Maybe not so much in, like, Oklahoma, but I live in Southern California, so like, they're I that, everywhere. I think more so in Southern California, um, but, yeah, for sure. I mean, but even in Oklahoma, like, Sweet Home Oklahoma, those girls got a show. That's true. And the proactive ladies did want me to do the commercial with you, but because I have a fear of cameras. Yeah, that's that's an honest-to-God truth. I because declined. my proactive story was that Elizabeth got me to use proactive, and they were like, Oh, best friends using proactive. This is a great story. Yeah. And Beth, I mean, Elizabeth's camera shy. So I just, I, I, 
It makes me nervous, guys. And there's no <laughs> script or anything. You have to just kind of like be off the cuff. So I, I mean, mean, that makes it a little more difficult because you, you yeah. could be like proactive. It's great for your skin. And then wink and like do a thumbs up at the camera. But that's not what it is. It's like you have to actually like talk about the product and make up witty things to say. And that's probably, I, I didn't make up enough witty things to say. So I was on Spanish language TV just modeling the product. <laughs> so. Oh my God. Well, I do feel like with the proactive commercials, they give a lot of the speaking stuff to celebrities. Oh yeah. No, those, like those, those fuckers have scripts. Oh, <laughs> of course they do. Are you giving... Please, Justin Bieber was a spokesmodel for Proactive at a time. Every, I feel like everyone has, like Julian Huff. And oh yeah, she still does it. Sarah Michelle Geller and just all these people. Uh-huh. Olivia Munn, crazy people. Good for them. So, in actual pop culture news, I mean, <laughs> that I is hate real to pop turn culture away from me. But, <laughs> um, guess what, guys? William and Kate plus eight. Mm-hmm. No, no, just plus one more. But yeah, three I, is a lot. For the Duke and Duchess. Duchess. I did think they were done after having two, to be honest, because they have the girl and the boy, but she surprised us. She's pregnant with number three. I mean, good for them. Whatever. Yeah. That's well, a lot she, of... But she's had really difficult pregnancies. That's true. Um, but I guess she feels comfortable being pregnant again. I don't know. that. I mean, I think taking three kids... Because they take their kids on some of their, you know, international trips that yeah, they do. they seem very hands-on. I yeah. like Prince William bringing George to school. So. Yeah. Well, seriously, it's preschool. I'm a preschool teacher, and I saw this preschool teacher. She's, like, in this long-ass dress, and it has these, like, billowy sleeves. And I was like, what in the fuck it's is... England. They're very conservative. What is going on here? <laughs> like, you're going to get glitter all over you and glue and snot and all kinds of things. Not an English preschool. They sit very properly. <laughs> they like, learn about grammar. Yeah. Yeah. Not, in, not here in America. Well, let's talk about America because Kim and Kanye are having baby number three. It's a girl. I, yeah. I, I literally don't care. Like... Can you even imagine the hell they probably put the surrogate through? Like, oh God, I can't even imagine. Like, the vetting process. She's probably locked in a room somewhere. Yeah. Like, veal. They're like, like <laughs> she's no light. <laughs> they feed, like, they stuck a plate through a door, and that's what she eats, and that's it. And they make her watch the seasons of Kardashian over and over. So, yes, so the baby hears the voices. Yeah. And yeah. I just feel like, too, the vetting process must have been so interesting. Like, who's good enough to carry Kim and Kanye's seed? I, I mean, they kind of touched on that in this last season of Keeping Up with the Kardashians because she honestly wanted Chloe to do it. I mean, did Chloe not want to do it for her? Um, It led to this storyline where Chloe didn't have enough eggs or enough whatever it is that women need to have children. But and then they took her off birth control and then that all regenerated and she's totally fine. Like that was where the storyline went. It didn't actually go to like surrogacy after that. But surrogacy started that storyline. That's so weird. Like I would have a baby for my follicles. sister. That's what I was talking Oh, about. she didn't have follicles. follicles. That makes much more sense. Because I was like, her eggs don't matter if you're putting someone else's eggs in. Yeah, no. You know, the fo- you need f- good follicles. Yeah, she didn't, they were, she was short on follicles. And I mean, that makes sense. And they regenerated after she well, got yeah, birth control. Because birth control prevents all that shit from happening. So that would make sense. Yeah, so. Crazy, Yay, crazy, woo-hoo. crazy Kardashians. Another West child brought into the world. Yeah, Great. what crazy first name are they going to have? I don't know. I don't know, 
but Sharon Osbourne's not going to like it because uh, <laughs> so true. she's been talking about how even though Kim Kardashian believes she's a feminist, she's actually a whore. <laughs> I love that um, Sharon Osbourne just gave zero fucks and was like, I don't like Kim Kardashian. She's a fucking hoe, whore, whatever she called her. And uh, I don't like her. So good for you, Sharon. You do not sugarcoat it. Yes. And I like that in a lady. <laughs> I, too, like that in a way. Yeah, that's why we get along so well, Jillian, yes. because we yes. do not sugarcoat shit. That is accurate. So that's, I mean, that's interesting. I, do, I doubt there's going to be beef. I bet doubt Kim Kardashian even knows that Sharon Osbourne said that because Kim Kardashian lives in her own little New York Fashion Week world with her gray hair. And, and her, her clear shoes and her ass and tits um, hanging out. One of them was wearing a clear jacket today. Just, it looked like a rain jacket. I was like, this is awful. What is, why, I'm why? So, they're not fashion. They're not who the masses should be looking to for fashion. No, when I saw Kim Kardashian go out in gym shorts, a wife beater with no bra, and, and heels. heels, I wanted to slit her throat. Yeah, no be- I know. And she thinks she looks so fucking chic. She's like, oh, this is so different. No one else is doing this. Yeah, because no one else should be doing this. Because it's ugly. Yeah, exactly. It's wrong. You're With her long logic. ass hair down her kneecaps. Oh, my gosh. Like- <laughs> they like, parted down the middle like yeah. Morticia Adams. For Christ's sake, it's oh awful. I know. It's no It's no good. So um, in TV news, um, actually, I wanted to say something else about TV news, too. I tried watching the show White Gold last night. What is that? I've never even heard of it. That is the new Ed Westwick show that is on Netflix. (gasps) That's right. Okay. And And it it is terrible. It's set in the 70s, right? In the 80s. 80s. It's Okay. Him and these two other guys from the the British show, The Inbetweeners, which I liked that show too. Mm -hmm. I like Awesome Girl. I like all these actors. Mm -hmm. Um, Sell windows. Oh, jeez. And I watched 15 minutes. And I was like, no. And you were out? I was like, done. <laughs> no, that doesn't... Like, there was literally a scene where Ed Westwick just pisses himself. What? And he's talking to the camera the whole time. He's, like, breaking the fourth wall. I don't know. Don't watch it. Please, God, don't watch it. Oh, God, that's so disappointing. Yeah, it was really... But bad. I only like him as Chuck Bass, so that's this fine. This is a very Chuck Bassian character. He's oh, okay. got the swagger and the suit. Right. When he pissed himself, lost it for me. Chuck Bass wouldn't do that. That's true. Um... True Detective 3 is finally a thing. I'm excited. So, I don't know how many of you watched True Detective 1, which had Matthew McConaughey. So good. And Woody Harrelson, which was amazing. Yeah, I like, loved it. Just amazing. So, Like, you could not look away. You were just, like, feeding for the next, you know, like, just needing the next episode. Well, which set everything up for this amazing cast. They announced True Detective 2. It's got Colin Farrell, mm-hmm. Rachel McAdams, Taylor Kitsch, and uh, Vince Vaughn. And right. It was hideous i know terrible. that's i haven't Awful. i haven't watched it because you told me it was terrible and i refuse i'm not watching any more terrible tv guys i there's so much of it there is so much of it. i've resorted to watching cheers i started <laughs> watching cheers this week well you know what's funny is my mom is always watching mash so i'll be like I, i'll watch mash that's it's a good show yeah it's funny that's what i'm saying it has I'm some like... sentimental moments but yeah i i drawn a hard line it said no more bad tv yeah no i agree so hopefully true detective three We'll go back brings to the original heat that it had. Right. Um, in going public news, Jamie Foxx and Katie Holmes finally went public with their secret relationship. And can I say, 
just like Caitlyn Jenner transitioning, I called it. It's true. For long ass motherfucking I time, said I would this. just argue the shit out of you with it's true. Caitlyn Jenner. I was it's like, true, you would. Why would she be smoking? Because there was like this picture uh-huh. of her in the car with the nails. With the nails. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, I guess not her. It was Bruce at the at, time. At the time, so, yeah. uh, Bruce in a car with mm-hmm. French manicure and smoking. And I was like, this doesn't even make sense. This is just a fucking paparazzi shot because he's like uh-huh. a fucking Olympian. Why would he be smoking? Oh, I This remember. is someone else's hand uh-huh. in the car. I nope. knew it. I had a feeling. I just knew, especially after he had his quote unquote throat surgery where his Adam's apple went missing. <laughs> <laughs> fuck you you don't go in for a throat surgery and oops they accidentally slice that shit off no i don't think so that's intentional yes I would and the hair like i remember when he was like walking around like the nasty long hair before he got it like professionally styled and with the extensions and the and he was i mean he was freaking crazy about that because i remember at kim and kanye's wedding she asked him to cut it right and he, he refused he yeah freaked out and that's because that was part of his new identity. Right. So, Katie Holmes, Jamie Foxx, an actual real life thing. They are. So, I just want to say, guys, I called it, totally called it, years ago. Um, and, and lastly, in the pop culture front, I'm going to turn it over to Elizabeth for Bachelor News. So, guys, I know that we are used to getting our Bachelor News about who's going to be the next Bachelor or Bachelorette, like, earlier than now. Like, they held out on us and people were like why haven't they told us why haven't they told us well because they went back five fucking years to get oh, wow. this guy so a lot of you will remember ari Lyndyke. yes that is his god-given last name <laughs> <laughs> ari Lyndyke from emily maynard's season she was the single mom and he was the runner-up she did not choose him he is a like a nascar driver Ew. Yeah. Um, he's Dutch. He was not born here. Oh. Yeah. And um, so, yeah, from five years ago, this guy. No one saw it coming. He hasn't been on any of, like, The Bachelor in Paradise. He hasn't been in he the... He hasn't been around. No, he hasn't been around. And so a lot of people thought Wells was going to be the new... Um, Bachelor because he's adorable and he's been around. A lot of people thought Dean from the last, from Rachel season was going to be on, which he just turned out to be a fuck boy on Bachelor in Paradise. So is he the one with the strange father? Yes, he is with the really strange father. A lot of people were also calling Peter, who was the runner up to Rachel. Um, But no, Ari. Ari from five years ago. Well, maybe he'll prove to bring something that Nick Vale clearly did not have. Like personality? Personality. Nick. Oh, and Nick did, Nick and Vanessa broke up, too. Shocker. I know, guys. I know, Didn't. really. So she had to give back the ring. <laughs> oh, yeah. They have to be together a year. Uh-huh. To be able to keep their they ring. They couldn't even keep it together a year. What's wrong with these people? I mean, yeah, it's pretty crazy. So... We'll see what happens. Um, Emily Maynard released a statement. She is now married to someone who she did not meet on The Bachelor. And she has like four kids. Oh, fuck. Okay. Yeah, she has like a 13-year-old daughter. And then she has three under the age of five. Oh, a Kim Zolciak. Yeah, so she just busted him out. Um, And she released a statement. She wishes him well. She has nothing but amazing things to say about him. But also another interesting note is... um, 
he has not been in love since Emily. So the past five years, this man has not rebounded or found someone that he's loved. So I think that's interesting. Should, should make for good TV. Yeah, so we'll see how that goes. They're going to start filming soon after, you know, Bachelor in Paradise is the season finale is next week. And then Dancing with the Stars will come on and then, you know, Bachelor again. Well, we'll look for that. I'm really excited, guys. I live for that shit. Um, in Housewife news, um, a friend of mine from law school spotted the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills hanging out in New York City for Fashion Week. Lucky bitches. Um, she said they looked. She said they looked fabulous. They all looked fabulous. Had they all had the best shoes? Of course. And she said Erica's hair is even more glorious in real life. Um, Erica Jane. Mm-hmm. Well, I have no doubt about that. At first, I love Erica Jane. Love her. She's one of my top three housewives um who are your other top two bethany frankel and nene leaks okay those are my top three i, I love. can respect it yeah um so those are my yeah my top three but i love her but i will say i wish that your friend would have been like mm, the other ladies looked makeup with caked on or something terrible because i yeah. like i like to know that in real life they're not as pretty well i'm wondering um one of the housewives that's there is Camille Grammer. So I'm wondering if she's coming back as a full-time housewife this season. I wouldn't mind that. I thought she brought something to the show when she was on it. It was interesting. <laughs> I loved how her and her dissolve of her marriage played out on television. It was really interesting yeah, to watch. Yeah, it really was. Um, so, yeah, I wouldn't mind if she came back. She seems to step up and say what's on her mind. I mean, she was the one who was, like, called out Taylor and was like, he beats you. Yeah, yeah <laughs> so. definitely. And then it looks like another new housewife is John Cougar Mellencamp's daughter. Oh. No one really knows anything about her. Interesting. So we'll, we'll see. Well, hopefully it won't turn into another Eden Sassoon. Oh my God, fucking Eden Sassoon. Because honestly, why was she on this season? It was awful. Like, I don't want to, re- I can't go back. <laughs> I can't go back. We need to leave it in the past. Um. All right. So also, Bethany had a mole removed from her face, checked for skin cancer. Yeah, she was with the fucking snaps with her Band-Aid on her face. Yeah, Yeah. it's just another reminder, ladies and gentlemen, go to the dermatologist. And also use sunscreen. Yeah, these are good things. Do it. Um, Luann's Watch What Happens Live special aired on Wednesday. And we, it's the same shit. I mean, they already pretty much told us what the fucking bullet points were going to be. But what came out is that, you know, it really took her watching the red flags on TV to understand what people were telling her. Okay, so not this last season, but the season before that, it wasn't a red flag that Bethany showed you a picture of him making out with a woman at the Regency. That wasn't a red flag for you. You still married him after that. That's what I expect from my fiance. I mean, my God, she's like, I had to see these red flags. What the fuck are you talking about? You didn't have to marry him and then have him act like a douche and say, oh, I have to do Mike for you to know that he was an asshole. Well, exactly. He he showed his his asshole spots real early. Yeah. The the season prior. Yeah. No, I agree. So. So that's bullshit. I call bullshit, Luann. I mean, and then, you know, she kept saying that people kept telling her every day the same thing and she just had enough. Yeah. So. But people were, t- okay, people were telling her the same thing every day, the season prior, and before she got married, and after she got married. And that's when she had enough. This woman is too much for me. But I, you know what? She, I mean, like, how sad for her that she traded in the countess title for Mrs. All for Naught. Well, it's true. Maybe she could see about getting it back. 
I was wondering about that. I don't think it works that way, but you never know. I mean, she can remarry her ex real quick, <laughs> get the title back, and then oh, divorce God. him again if she'd like. She did take her ex's name back, though, right? Yeah, immediately. Just boom. <sighs> um, so let's just get into Housewives. Let's it do was it. Um, a mildly interesting week. Not, yeah, not I, epic by any standard. No, I definitely preferred OC to Dallas, but I feel like that's par for course. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like Dallas is showing promise. It's, Mm -hmm. like, setting up bigger things. Yeah. So I think that will get more interesting. Like, I don't feel desolate on an island of Potomac. Oh, no, 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 no. no. Potomac was, like, gouge my eyes out, stuff knives in my ears because the shit is awful. Yeah, 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 definitely. So OC was a drag bingo bombshell. And it starts with Kelly and Megan shopping post-St. Patty's Day at a baby store. Um, because Aspen doesn't have a crib yet because they're co-sleeping right right by my bed. Yeah, I was wondering if she has one of those like um, beds that attach on so you can't roll over on your child. Maybe. Or it's a bassinet next to him. But Which it, would not be co-sleeping. No, you're absolutely right. So yeah. I don't know. Sometimes Megan says things. Like I, I wrote right by my bed. I underlined it. I was like, yeah. this is like... By definition, not co-sleeping. Yeah, look, my daughter, she slept in a, like, a bassinet next to my bed. Which makes sense. And yeah. I don't have kill- children, but I've seen Datelines and 2020s <laughs> about co-sleeping, and it <laughs> freaks me out when people tell me they co-sleep with their babies because it's, you know, the number one cause of <laughs> sudden infant de- death syndrome. But, you know, like... Well, I if, don't even consider it sudden infant death syndrome because you're suffocating your child. Yeah, it's not like a random, right, it's like, not like, how did this baby die? Right, because, like, whenever I was reading about sudden infant deaths, I mean, this is a lovely topic, but I'm going there. Um, <laughs> Let's just go SIDS, people. Let's do yeah, SIDS. Like, it was always about parents finding their child in the crib already dead. Yes. It wasn't, like, these women who are rolling over on their babies are suffocating them. Or, like, pushing them. them out of bed yeah, so that's, and all this shit. That's, like, mm-hmm. accidental murder, I would suppose. And, just a side note, there was this, there's this couple locally that's being prosecuted for the murder of their, like, second or third baby. And they killed the other ones, too. Oh, Jesus. And in both situations, the uh, parents had been cited for unsafe sleeping. Co-sleeping. How do you get cited for that? Like, what happens? Because the babies died. And so so when they were found, like, dead, they were by their parents in the bed. And so you get cited for that? Is it like a ticket? I think it's just part of the charges or an enhancement or something. That's, I'll look into it and no, I'm I'll get, interested. Like, the actual details, but I when those news stories started coming out, I was like, "See, fucking co-sleeping people. I, it's illegal. Yeah. It's illegal." I just think I love I love those new things that they've made where it's like this little where it like attaches yes, to your bed. Yes, so, and it has the little bars, mm-hmm. so you can't roll over. Mm-hmm. You like roll but it's it. like the same height as yes. your bed. So you can be right there. So if you're yeah. breastfeeding, you can just like pick up the baby, put yeah. them on you. Like that I, totally makes one hundred percent. Yeah, like I get that. So um, make it also makes the comment that Aspen needs to be more independent already. I did remember. I, yeah, like <laughs> when I was watching that, I was like, mm, isn't she like four months old? Yeah. If that, like, is she even four months old? Like, like I, I was, I, yeah, there's a couple things that I want to bring up that Megan said this episode that I was like, what is happening? Yeah, I don't know. So while they're at this baby store, though, the, 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 the bombshell from the baby store is that after the St. Patrick's Day festivities, Kelly and Shannon, who are buddy-buddy now, right. went on to hang out at different bars. 
Yes. And at some point, Kelly looks at Shannon's phone and realizes she's being recorded. So, okay, so Shannon says this was not done on purpose. If she was recording her, it was on accident that she is terrible with technology, which I believe because I've seen her Facebook lives yes. where she's holding the phone like a compact mirror almost, and then it's like slanted upwards, and they're pressing buttons. Like, the bitch does not know how to do technology like that. And what is she going to record in a restaurant? It's not like it's this high-tech spy gear. Well, it's not like Kelly's going to be like, let me tell you the secrets of how I've been fucking everyone over. Right. Like, I just don't see that. Like, they're not in that good of a place where Kelly's going to start spilling secrets like that. No, so it was a little silly. But Kelly's very paranoid because I think those people who are guilty tend to be very paranoid because if you have actually done something wrong, you're going to look at other people and think they're judging you. Interesting. Or thinking about what you've done wrong because you have a guilty conscience when actually no one is actually thinking about you or gives a shit. I mean, that would make sense. I've never thought of it that like way. Like, if you robbed a bank, you're gonna every f- time a cop passes you, you're going to be like, Wait, there are, are they looking point. at me? No, Are they looking at me? So You're absolutely right. I think that's where Kelly's at. That's why she's so paranoid. No, that makes perfect sense. Like, if you've done nothing wrong, you're like, fine, fucking record yeah, me. Like, yeah, who cares? Exactly. Um... Then we flash on to Peggy and her kids, and she's going to New York City to take her daughter to the whatever fashion institute that she got accepted into to see if she Mm -hmm. wants to go to school there. She wants to travel with her $60,000 Birkin. Fucking Birkin. Which Diko does not want her to travel with. Well, he's like, you're going to get mugged. I don't think she's going to get mugged in New York City. Like, she's not walking in the back alleys of the Bronx. Well, I don't think she's walking anywhere. Well, that's I think also if you were walking point. around New York City, you probably don't want to carry a Birkin. I would, I would advise against it. I'd say he's right. But if you're going in taxis and chauffeured cars and you're fine. all that stuff, you're going to be fine. Like, right. I just, I don't know. I mean, fuck it. I, these Birkins. So I actually, the other day, went on Wikipedia and looked up the genesis of Birkins and that it was how it started and I was just like, this is so stupid. I don't even know why these bags are so expensive. They're, like, just average bags, too. Like, I no. don't look at a Birkin and go, like, that's the mu- most beautiful no. handbag that's ever created. And yet there's, like, like hers. Hers was a crocodile Birkin. It's $60,000. I saw an episode of Rich Kids of Beverly Hills where Dorothy Wang had her Birkin collection appraised for insurance purposes. Oh, God. And it was well over half a million dollars. Yeah, that's disgusting to me. It's just gluttonous. When you think about what you can do with that money, like, I, even if I had millions and billions of dollars, I would refuse to buy a Birkin. I think that's appropriate. I mean, honestly, the whole, the whole scene said to me, again, what Megan said, I'm so rich, screw you. Exactly. And it's just so gluttonous and ugly. It's gross. And what I did take from the scene, though, is that Peggy went to UCLA and majored in English, yet she doesn't speak it. Here's my, I still stand <laughs> by what I said last episode, that I think she's playing dumb with the little sayings and, the, you know, like beating the dead horse. She knows exactly what it means. She's just playing dumb. I think you're right. I, I mean, but it's stupid. It makes me want to smack her. So no. maybe she should cut the shit. No, I cut it out. She's she was on my nerves this episode. I mean, every episode she is, but so then Kelly is talking to her mom. She's uh she's talking about the conversation that her and Megan just had because they do say that this was earlier that day. Right. Um 
Which apparently Megan left the store, immediately <laughs> called Shannon, she did. and ratted Kelly out. Which I thought was interesting. I mean, Megan later explains that she just, she wanted to, you know, give Shannon a heads up. She didn't, they were coming from such a good place. She didn't want them to backtrack. It seems like her intentions were good. I think Megan just cannot help herself. You, oh, she's for sure a shit starter. I totally agree with Kelly Dodd on that one. Do you? Like, I just don't she know. She just if, runs to the next person and says whatever maybe. is on her mind. Like, But can was, she help herself? Like, I feel like she has no ability to stop maybe herself. Maybe she doesn't, but that doesn't mean she's not a shit stirrer. Yeah, that's true. Like, but she definitely is. She's like, I mean, we'll talk about the Vicky lunch next. Oh, yeah. Like, we'll just move into it. So she has this lunch with Vicky. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, she's like, Megan King Edmonds, private eyes, back on the case. I know. I was the like, Tamara and Shannon shit. I know. I was like, oh, God. And here, Vicky claims she's a victim. Oh, gosh. I mean, how exciting is that? Vicky's a victim, guys. She wasn't a scammer because she didn't get some kind of financial benefit from Brooks's lies. Did she get a casserole? Because that's all she wanted. Well, you know what? She fucking got a whole fucking season of a storyline which she, comes with a paycheck last she time I She absolutely benefited from it. Give me a break. And so Megan kind of breaks into like, well, you said this about Shannon. You said this about Tamara. And Vicky's like, I just, I guess I shouldn't have spread these rumors. Um, but like, she's like, I, to me, it's not even about spreading the rumors. She clearly created the rumor. <laughs> yeah. And like Megan says, if you have the pictures, if you have the text, fucking show them. Right. So that leads me to the next thing. She doubles down on the allegations that yeah. David beats Shannon. She doubles down. She says, I have texts. I have pictures. Mm-hmm. That's it. So, uh. If it were me and someone was saying that about my husband, I would be, like, demanding to see these pictures or these texts. Because yeah. that is such an egregious thing to say. You or can cute- go to your own phone company and get your phone bill. See if there were texts and phone calls that correlate to that. Like, yeah. what she's claiming. And she's like, oh, no, I'm not going to show it. Yeah, because you don't have shit to show. Well, that's the thing. So then Megan decides, like, oh, I got to say something. Of, of course she does. Of course she does. So then the next scene is Tamara and Shannon are at the costume shop. They're getting oh, yes. their outfits for Drag Bingo. Yeah. So Drag Bingo is, you'll see, as we see later in the episode, it's at Hamburger Mary's. There's We've one in Long there. Beach. There's one in West Hollywood. They go to the one in West Hollywood, which makes no sense to me because Long Beach is much closer to Orange County. But that's okay. That's true. And we... But I feel like the one in West Hollywood is better just because it's I West Hollywood. I think it's the original. So. Well, we've been to that one and we had so much fun. It was amazing. Yeah, we went to Drag Brunch, which is amazing. I totally do Drag Bingo. But. Yeah. So these ladies decide that they're going to dress in drag to go to Drag Bingo. Which was. It's male to female drag. Yeah, which was hysterical. Yeah. Shannon is Brett Michaels. She does, she does a good Brett Michaels. She does. I was like, yeah, you pull this off, lady. Yeah. So. I mean, Megan calls while they're shopping and tells Shannon and Tamara what Vicky said. And, and Shannon goes back into the story. Like I said at the reunion, there was this drunken night right after the affair. He locked himself in the room. I tried to beat down the door, blah, blah, blah. Um, and, and the good point that's brought up is like, even if she said she has texts, like they faked medical records, they faked cancer. Yeah. Like, who who would even believe texts? Because texts could also be faked. Well, that is absolutely true. I mean, I don't know how to fake a text, but I'm sure a Google search would. Well, I mean, it's really just simple. You could even just like I could save 
instead of having your number in my, my phone as BZ McDeezy, I could have it as, you know, Brooks Ayers. Oh, gotcha. And then, show, look, Brooks was texting me all of these things. Oh. Like, if I printed out the text, it would show that Brooks texts me, not you. Okay. Wow. I would not think to do that. I guess I'm not as maniacal as I had hoped. I was going to say, you're usually, like, the tip top of the maniacal form. It's true. Usually, I can figure that shit out. Wow. Man. And I, that's just the simple one. I'm sure there's, like, really, like, technological sure. ways to do it. Oh, I have no doubt. Wow. People, you got too much time on your hands. <laughs> I don't have that much time, people. So, well, I think that came, honestly, I think that came from, I was watching a Today Show series on how teens take out their parents. Oh, you're absolutely right. Okay, now I remember that because we had talked about that and I was like, shit. So they like, like when it's track my iPhone, they'll leave their iPhone at Susie's house and go to Greg's house. Yes. And log into their iCloud from Greg's house. Yes. So that they can still get text messages and stuff like that. But their phone is actually at Susie's house. So it looks like they're there. Oh, you know what, kids? Stop it right yeah, now. Yeah, you guys are killing news. me. Bad news. I will follow my child, put a tracker in her body. <laughs> <laughs> so um, that's pretty much it. They deliver the information, re- reiterate it, and then it's time to start getting ready for drag bingo. So Tamara, uh, Tamara brings her white trash man A game. She like, sure does. I mean, they're getting ready at Shannon's house. Apparently, they don't tell Lydia and Kelly that they're going to be dressing up like men. Which I think is really funny. I thought it was really funny, too, and I thought it was, like, like I thought it would be super fun if I, like, yes. they were, like, just show up here and do this. It would be uh-huh. so fun. I'd be totally into it. Yes. Lydia, not so much. Fucking Lydia. This, okay, from this point on in the episode to the end, I literally wanted to jump in that episode and be like, stop it, you fucking crazy person. She's uncomfortable dressing in drag because I'm a Christian. Yeah. Oh, and dressing in drag is what? It's not against it. it. They don't mention it in the Bible. What the fuck are you talking about? Do you eat shellfish? Because in the Bible, it says you shouldn't eat shellfish. But I'm pretty sure I saw you in Hawaii shoving crab and shit in your mouth. And she's drinking. Yes. And she's dancing. Yeah, she's. Uh, also, in the Bible, guys, it says not to mix um, fucking cotton with other materials. That's actually in the Bible. I'm pretty sure you have clothes in your closet right now that are not. Just 100% cotton. That is true. That is really true. So please stop it. She really pisses me off with this over-religious standpoint. Yeah, no, it was definitely, like, fucking stupid. I, I yeah. literally was like, oh, oh? Yeah. Like, is this where we're at? Like, you're on Real Housewives. Exactly. You're on a network that has things like Night With My Ex. Uh-huh. And Southern Charm, where they're just fucking and having babies mm-hmm. and like it's just like what the fuck yeah and um andy hello super gay and he's the creator of this shit oh yeah that is a good point like she has not taken issue with andy cohen yeah you you get your checks from andy cohen so you you take his money just fine yes so um then the episode kind of flashes to steve and vicky Oh, yeah, that was so Steve awkward. and Vicky at home. Um, talk about it for a second, because I have to let my dog out. He's being conducive. Okay, so um, Steve and Vicky, are, <laughs> um, they're having dinner and hanging out. And Vicky is talking about buying a boat with him. Because, you know, that's what you do when you've been dating someone for, I guess they've been dating for a year or so. I'm talking about the boat that they want to buy. Oh, yeah, because... Dawn wouldn't let her buy a boat. 
But they had a boat. Her and Don had a boat. They didn't have like a yacht. They had well, like a power boat. Come on. That's true. But her talking about them owning it together, it's weird to me. Oh, yeah. And how they, like she just wants to be married. Yeah. That's it. She just wants to be married, guys. That's it. And then, then when they toast and she's like, you want to get married? And he's like, what'd you say? And she's like, nothing. Well, and then she starts talking about how she can't lead, lead a boring life and she has to lead an exciting life and... He's boring, and he's the yin to her yang, and they have to balance each other out, but no. she's not going to stay home all the time. No, she's, she's going to she's gonna whoop cheat it up. On, yeah, she's going to cheat on him again. And then he was like, what does whoop it up mean? What do you mean, yeah. whoop it up? It's like, have you not met this woman? Like, watch one episode. One episode mm-hmm. of Real Housewives of Orange County. Come on. Um, so... I think that's all about Steve and Vicky in the episode, thank God. <laughs> um, he does seem boring, I'm not going to lie. He just seems so mellow. Well, yeah. Yeah, he does. He was like a cop. Like, what is uh-huh. he going to, like, be crazy? Like, no. he looks, he seems like a, just a nice, good guy. Like, I don't. Yeah, just normal. Yeah. Um, so most of the next episode takes place on the way and at the drag show slash yeah. drag bingo. Um, Vicky's left out. She feels left out. Well, you were left out, bitch. <laughs> That's life. <laughs> on the on the little party bus that they're taking down, um, Kelly mentions to the other ladies that Megan is a shitster. Which we've confirmed. <laughs> yes. Um, we also discussed earlier already that Shannon is a techno-tard, so she couldn't possibly have been recording Kelly because she doesn't even know how to comprehend that. Right. Um, they meet Megan there. And so Megan obviously comes as a woman. She does. They take her into the dressing room and they start dressing her like a man, but she's pumping. I see. This is also what I don't understand because why wouldn't she pump before she left the house? It was just a very awkward. I'm telling you, it's what I said last week. Megan is the person that's going to pour her breastfeeding and her breast leaking milk (laughs) out in your face. And if you turn away... She will point at you and say you were evil. No, that's true. Because I breastfed my daughter and uh, I always pumped before I left the house. Like if I was going out and then when my breasts filled with milk again and they got painfully rock hard, I would go home. It's not like she's at work because I have a friend. One of my best friends had a baby. She has to pump at work. I will say she goes into her private room, shuts the door and pumps. That's how she feels comfortable doing it. So she's pumping at work because she's gone for eight hours. That's yeah. acceptable. Why didn't you pump before going to the drag bingo? Yeah, and there's a girl in my office that does the same thing. She just puts a sign on her door that says, do not enter. Yeah. Shuts her office door and does what she needs to do. Yeah, it's not a big deal. Um, Tamara brings her psychic, the psychic that revealed that Brooks doesn't have cancer. I thought it was a little odd, I will say, that he was there. I, I think it was a little shit starter. It was a little contrived. It was a little contrived. I'll, I'll go for that. Made Lydia very uncomfortable. Because he's a psychic. Oh my Which is God. not for Jesus. Jesus is no psychics. You know what? I just, my Jesus is nice and he likes everybody. Bam. Well, you know, your Jesus is not Lydia's Jesus. No. He's a mean, spiteful Jesus. Yeah, no. My Jesus and her Jesus are not the same thing. Because <laughs> my Jesus is nice and he's accepting of all people and he's cool. He's cool? 
He has cool Jesus. I have cool Jesus. He's not mean. He does not think you're going to hell if you're gay. Oh, cool Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> oh, can we also talk about real quick how terrible Lydia looks in her man? Oh, yeah. She looks like Charlie Chamblin. She, she does, but she looks like an anorexic version. She looks, well, yes. and her head Thin looks stretched out. Bulbous. She has such yes. a bulbous head. Yes. I think it's also because she has like super long hair. So you like put the wig on, it just becomes like a circle because it's like yeah. all up there filling it out. Because she's just not a pretty lady anyway. Well, no, she's she's not very attractive, I would say. She's very skinny and awkward. Mm-hmm. Um, Kelly Dodd sees Tamara's psychic for what he is, an agenda, because <laughs> Tamara's the master manipulator. Yeah, and you know. Um... Apparently, there's this thing at Drag Bingo where if you get a false bingo, you get slapped in the ass with a leather belt. Yeah, that looked painful as hell. Shannon does get a false bingo prompted by Lydia. I was going to say it was Lydia's fault. She took the spanking for Lydia. Well, yeah, and she fucking it, bends over her naked ass. I know her ass crack was hanging out. It looked really terrible. Yeah, it was not okay. So after the false bingo slap ass <laughs> they like are sitting around talking about like ordering food and stuff and mm-hmm. Tamara's like are you gonna be nice to me and Kelly's like oh fine yeah and Megan's like are you gonna be nice to me and she's like no I know I was like no. oh okay Mm-mm. and I was like oh Kelly you're always on the defensive so like she's always got someone she's fighting well really though so they like bring up the affair rumors again and when I mean Kelly texting Megan when she's seven months pregnant and saying your husband's been having a 10-year affair first of all they haven't even been together for 10 years Megan and Jim right so I would be like well what does it matter what he was doing before he met yeah, me like when he was married to another woman and yeah like, I don't if, even care. yeah and then second of all do not tell me my husband is having an affair when I'm seven months pregnant when you're pregnant your hormones go crazy I'm telling you I'm a bitch normally, but yes. <laughs> when I am pregnant, I'm even more of a bitch. I made the person who took my um, prenatal pictures cry. Literally. My mom was astounded because she was with me when I did it. That's really awful. Yeah. Because, <laughs> I mean, honestly, guys, like, when you're pregnant, your hormones are fucking outrageous. So that's yeah. terrible. I would be devastated. Even if it wasn't true, you would be like, oh, my God. Yeah. So, I mean, no, it's definitely Kelly. Kelly fights dirty. We know that. We've seen well, it she's, over and over and She over said again. she did it just to hurt her. And I'm like, why would you do that? Like, that is just terrible to me to sit there and think of something to say to someone that would hurt them. them. And specifically someone who's in that condition. Someone who's seven months pregnant. Right. Because obviously we've all said things to friends that have hurt them, but we don't mean it to be malicious. We're like, oh shit, I'm so sorry that hurt your feelings. No, she set out to hurt her feelings. Yes. So they take a break in the Hamburger Mary's drama to kind of focus back on the Peggy and Deco and how did New York go right. event. They go to dinner. Peggy claims she's breaking out because of the stress of sending a child to college. I know. She's like, my skin is... Armenian skin never break out. Yeah. I'm so sick of her saying college is so important because we're Armenian. Being a good mom is because we're Armenian. Yeah. My skin never breaks out because I'm Armenian. I've seen the fucking Kardashian skin. That shit's broken out. Yeah. So shut the fuck up about being Armenian. I don't care. Like, you're you're not these ways because you're Armenian. Everyone is that way. College is important 
for me, for my daughter to go to college, but I'm not Armenian at all. Shock. You've shocked me with your <laughs> ethnic diversity. I know. This pale blonde girl over here. <laughs> I totally thought you were the next Kim Kardashian. Damn it. Um, yeah, so they talk about it. They talk about finding the balance of, you know, forcing their children out in the world and holding them back. Sure. Diko wants to hold them back. And she, she, I mean, Peggy did, this is the only time that I think Peggy has had a point mm-hmm. that kids generally all kids need to go out in the world and they need to have some kind of adversity and they need to have some kind of failure. Oh yeah. They've been just given trophies and succeeded all the time. They will be miserable fucking adults that none of us want to deal with. And those of us who will be elderly do not want to be cared for by. No, I agree. I agree with that. Um, I don't think I would be okay sending my 17 year old daughter 3000 miles away. It just would be terrifying to me. It would, at, oh, I at seventeen. It would absolutely. I mean, I went to college at seventeen, so I moved into a dorm and. Right, but you weren't three thousand miles away from your parents. No, I wasn't. I was like three hours away. But they could literally, if God forbid anything happened to you, they could get in the car and beat you. Yeah, I agree. No, I, I absolutely agree. Three thousand miles. Terrifying, oh God! But I, just I think that if your daughter got into NYU, no, or Columbia I, or something, she'd go. No, no, no. NYU, Columbia. Uh, her ass is going yeah that is for sure but i also was like "Mm, she could go to any fashion school in southern california they're just as good that's true too i mean i don't know three thousand miles away oh it gives me heart palpitations (laughs) thinking about it guys it's scary it's super scary i mean it's probably a little less scary for peggy because she has two other children that are at home still like for you, you only have one child right now, right? And so she's only going to be seven. You, yes, yeah, right. Yes, <laughs> we got ten it's more, very long ways away. Yeah, we got ten more years to but get there, the guys. Of your only child going, I think, would be scarier. Yeah, yeah. Just because it is your only child, I think right. it'd be scary nonetheless. Right, but scarier because like, yeah. No, no, I agree with what you're saying. You don't have anywhere to, else to focus your attention. Exactly, and I also think that Digo being like you're you're pushing it too hard by saying it's a good school. Well, if it's a good school, she should good. say it's yeah, a good so school. I kind of it pains me to say, but I kind of sided with Peggy. Yes, I did too because I was like, if like you said, if my daughter got into NYU, I'm not going to tell her, oh, it's a bad school. No, yeah. it's a great school. Yeah. You get your ass into NYU, or be like, it's alright. Yeah, but College of the Canyons in Santa Clarita is, you know, why? too <laughs> right like you have to be honest with your kids you can't lie to them like yeah. that no so then we go back to hamburger mary's because i don't know why the fuck we had to, like i don't they could have put the peggy deco thing after the vicky and steve thing and just yeah. said hamburger mary's the rest of the episode i agree it was andy just, cohen take note he needs us for production i know because i'm like I, I don't understand why we took this little break in hamburger mary's yeah. but anyway we get back and you know megan and kelly have started going out it at it um like Kelly call well the the basic thing that happens when they get back to Hamburger Mary's the big jaw dropper is that Kelly is like you should be at home with your little baby there's a little baby all by herself like be a mother don't concern yourself with these just she called her a bad mom didn't she she never said you're, you're a, a bad, bad mom, mom. She but did, that's what she said by saying those right. words. Right, and she said you left her alone at home. Well, she's obviously not alone at home. She's got a nanny cousin. She's not putting her child in a bassinet and saying, okay, Aspen, see you later. No one's here to take care of you. Girly girl, her dog is watching her. No. <laughs> okay, so. Well, she is a service dog. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, <laughs> shit, new level. Um, yeah, but I, I mean, 
she got up and walked away and started crying. Of course she did. Her hormones are crazy because just Absolutely. like when you're pregnant, after you have your baby, it is like your body releases Niagara Falls of hormones. But let me tell you, because I didn't, I think, I mean, I don't know. Maybe this is just based off the experience of the people I know. Well, obviously it is, which is an- anecdotal evidence. Right. But like if it were you and someone said that to you, you'd have actual real terrors. I feel like maybe oh, like, yeah. I know no, you're right, Tamara. You're right. It's okay. It's okay. She didn't have real tears. That's true. Um, like, I felt like her getting away, I was like, oh, she's a human. And right. then they went to the bathroom and she was like, no, it's okay. And she, like, dries it yeah. up real quick. Yeah, no, I would def- I would have cried real tears. Um, I mean, oh, gosh. When people attack you as a mother, that shit cuts deep because as a mom, you are always finding things that you're doing wrong anyway. Like, sure. I mean, it's just, like the most important job that a person can have. Right. So. It's just what you do as a, as a mom. Even if you're the best mom in the world, you're there at night laying in bed being like, oh, shit, I should have done this, or I'm not doing this right. It's, just, it's a fucking vicious cycle. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. vicious cycle. We shouldn't do it, but we do. Um, so you're your own worst critic anyway, and then when you have some bitch coming at you, talking about your baby and how you should be at home with your baby that's fucked up like she's allowed to go out with her girlfriends she doesn't have to be at home literally 24 7 no and i'm sure fucking kelly wasn't kelly's daughter let's be honest isn't 22 yeah her daughter's 11 or some shit go home and be home with your daughter well exactly so it's like (laughs) the audacity that she has to say that and i'm sure she'll come back with oh i was just saying it to be mean i don't really think you're a bad mom and she's crazy so the things that struck me here is like first of all did megan never think that she was never going to be the target of kelly's wrath kelly sets her sights on everyone at some point maybe did megan just say she was above that she was never going to be there probably even with this texting dating jim edwardman's rumor probably yeah. like it doesn't make any sense to me the other thing is the most pathetic scene of the episode is the very last scene where megan's walking out of the restaurant she goes bye kelly oh god and kelly just snubs her I know. I was like, why would you even try to hug her? She, like, goes to her, and it's very awkward. Yeah, I was like, ugh, stop it. It's just like, oh, my God. And then Tamara, too, was like, oh, she did it to me, too. Well, she actually said really horrible things about Tamara as a mom, but maybe they were true. We don't know after what Sydney yeah, said. Yeah, that stuff is a, uh, that's, I don't know. I don't know about that. I mean, but. we would have loved to have been a fly on their house, well, while on their house. Yes, so we could have actually seen what happened, but. The preview for next week shows uh, Deco commenting on Peggy uh, on Peggy's lipstick. Her lipstick did look awful in that preview. Like yeah, it was she like looked nude. It, it looked like completely weird. pale. Yeah, it was like no, I did not like I it. I didn't like but it either. She was like, "Oh, I don't do things for attention," and he's like, "Does a bear shit in the woods?" And I'm like, "Is Peggy gonna understand that? That's a cliche. I don't know." Yeah, no, she loves attention. Are you kidding me? You drive a half black, a half white Ferrari. Yeah, well, and the yellow one, the yellow Lamborghini. Oh, that's right. Mm-hmm. And you have a $60,000 Birkin. Birkin. Mm-hmm. You like attention. Um, Lydia is on Kelly Dodd's side in the Megan dispute. I freaking Lydia, go away. Go away? I would be okay with that. I cannot stand her. I mean, honestly, um, like the next episode has Gretchen. Oh, God. As Lizzie. I know. So I texted you after watching it, and I was like, oh, my God. I can't stand to have Gretchen back. Because she, they're sitting there talking about Eddie, and she's like, so wait, you saw Eddie make out with a man? Well, but you know, honestly, 
that just shows me that Gretchen should be the person who's back, not Lydia. I what can, is Lydia adding to the show? Oh, absolutely nothing. nothing. Nothing but her stupid, it makes me nervous to be around a psychic and have... Yeah, she like has to go to the bathroom and compose herself at yeah, Hamburger Mary's. Get a grip, Lydia. Gretchen should be the one who back, who's back because she will bring a whole mountain of shit with her. Yeah, it's called slave. Yeah. She just brings them. <laughs> like, true. it just comes. <laughs> yeah, so definitely she should be back. Lizzie, I think, was boring. I don't think she brought any, like, no, waves or anything. Mm-hmm. I didn't dislike her, but I didn't like her. But Gretchen... But that's how I kind of felt about Lydia the original time she was on. I was like, uh, she's just a person who's there. Yeah. Like, I didn't care. This time she's just all about being overly religious. But Gretchen, for sure, will bring some drama, and I can't wait to see it. Yes. It looks really good. So, moving on to Dallas. This episode of Dallas was called By Invitation Only. I'm I'm still I'm still trying to find an attachment to these Dallas women. I think you'll find it. I think I'm hoping this so. episode kind of showed even though it wasn't that exciting in itself. I think it's preview like the preview for next week looks better mm-hmm. and I think there's a lot there's going to be a lot to come. It's de- it's definitely not Potomac. So I don't yes. I don't want to you know draw that correlation. Yes. If if we had to keep one it would be Dallas. Oh so. hell yeah. Um, the episode starts where you're at Stephanie and Travis's new house. They're there. They're looking around. They have a decorator that comes. Right. Uh, the decorator brings an inflatable swan for their indoor in living room pool. They're, they're stealing that shit up though. Well, right. So Stephanie talks about how money is no object in decorating the house because Travis bought the house without her permission anyway. So she should do whatever the fuck she wants. But then Travis walking around the house has all the suggestions. He wants a glass elevator and all kinds of bizarre fucking shit. When he was talking about the glass elevator, I'm like, who are you, Willy Wonka? Like, well, and then he has the audacity to say, I'm the one making the money. Yeah, get the fuck out of here with that shit because... I don't like that. I'd be like, I'm the one fucking raising your children. Yeah. So fuck you. Exactly. I hate it when guys do that and they're like, well, I'm the one making money. Well, fuck you. Like, yeah. Any guy tried to tell me that. Like, oh, no. In earnest. Like, my husband and I joke about it. But if he was like, right. well, I make the money. You can't buy that purse. Like The hell? I'd yeah. be like, okay, well, I'll take half of it in the divorce. Right. So don't even worry about it. Yeah. I'll buy many purses with that. Yeah, honey, I'm taking. Well, seriously, like, where does he get off saying that? No, I was like, that's so offensive. Like, I don't know wh- why she was, she was just like a little mean. She was like, that's rude, Travis. That's rude. We're partners. Yeah. But I would have been like, fuck you. Push you into the pool. Yeah. I'd be like, really, fuck you. Fuck you in your face. And then, so the episode turns to Brandy and Brian who go to the doctor and discuss the mysteries of the vagina. I don't know why this is even a thing. It was like a weird scene because she's essentially blaming the mommy makeover Mm -hmm. which she i didn't know she had she just said it in this episode right but she blames it on the miscarriage she had like she blames the miscarriage on the mommy makeover sorry she says because the mommy makeover made it so she doesn't have enough room for a baby to grow to term Oh, no, that's not true. Your your skin stretches. They're not taking out internal... She said they were, that something about how they had to sew her core up and it was super tight and that they literally told her she couldn't carry a baby to term. That's what her doctors that's what are she telling said. her. That's what she said. But the doctor there was like, no, people have had mommy makeovers and they're fine. Like, was trying to reassure her. My question is more, not even that, because that doesn't seem like it could be true. No. But why have the mommy makeover and then have another kid? 
yeah, there's no way I'm going to have another kid after the mommy makeover. And here's the thing too. Um, there are those women that are like, have those amazing six packs and they're pregnant and they will show the picture. So their core is as tight as you could possibly imagine. And they're pregnant with a six pack. So obviously, and their babies are perfectly healthy and they go to term. Yeah. So your body can do that. Well, and I think that that's what bodies are designed to do. They're designed to stretch and move and pull. Yeah. So even if you've had stuff removed and cut out your skin and fat and whatnot. It'll stretch again. It's going to stretch. Yeah. So it didn't really make sense to me. The part that, like I said, really didn't make sense was having the mommy makeover and then having another kid. It makes absolutely no sense. You're wasting money. No, I've told you, like, even though I got my boobs done, that was because they were ginormous and they just needed to be done regardless. It was a physical thing for you. Right. And so I said, if I decide to have children, I will get another lift after that. Mm -hmm. And any kind of tummy tuck or lipo or anything, I have to wait till I decide if I'm going to have children. Yeah, of course. there's no point in going through all that pain and all that suffering and all that recovery. To then have to do it again. Exactly. And then you're going to look so good. And then when you get pregnant, even if you don't gain a lot of weight, your body changes. Because I only gained 24 pounds when I was pregnant. Mm -hmm. And my body changed. Like, my hips spread. Right. So your body physically changes. Your structure changes. Right. Yeah, that's stupid. And also, I feel like she could be looking for something to blame for the miscarriage. It's That's a, true. It's that, a scapegoat. Like, I could, and I could understand that. That's yeah. like a coping mechanism. Because so. there's a, because women have miscarriages sometimes and there's literally no, no cause. Like, doctors will be like, we don't know why this happened. Yeah. So, and it's very painful and frustrating for women. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they end up feeling like it's their fault. So, it's really sad. She's just looking for someone to blame. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, Leanne and Deandra go to lunch. Um, Deandra confronts Leanne about lying about to her about her Stephanie costume, saying it's an angel devil costume. <laughs> and then Deandra just takes her to town. She's like, you can't do that. You can't treat people like that way. Like, just literally goes to town on her. Well, maybe she needed to. I mean, I think it's clear that she needed to. They got that off their chest. But, like, Leanne's know. facial expressions while Deandra's, like, yelling at her were, like, psychotic. Yeah. She was just, like, big. It was very Ramona-esque. It was Ramona, right? I saw a picture of, you know, the catwalk, the famous Ramona catwalk. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's what she looks like right now. Yeah. 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 Um, Brandy calls her grandfather and her children are climbing all over her, like, monkey bars. I will tell you that happens to me all oh, the time. I have no doubt. All the time. I'm telling you, anytime as a mom, you go to the bathroom or you get on the phone, your kid automatically has an emergency, automatically needs you to get the milk, automatically are on top of you. Mm -hmm. I don't know what it is about going to the bathroom or being on the fucking phone every time. Yeah. I mean, I have no doubt about that. I was like, man, she did a good job of keeping it together, though, and talking. (laughs) Yeah, no, you learn. You learn to... Silence the children in your brain. Silence so you can, the children in your brain. So you can have those conversations. Um, <laughs> I like to have my conversations in peace. Actually, obviously, you can tell I can't have conversations in peace because I have a dog that is like my child. But your dog is special oh, needs. He is. He has Poor. special needs. He has epilepsy. Poor has a thyroid condition. He stabbed himself in the eye with a stick this last weekend. He had an ear infection. It's just he has a, allergies. He's a hot mess. Yes, he's a hot mess of a dog. Poor Archer. And all those meds have to make him go to the bathroom at inconvenient times. My husband is out of town with his friends. So that is why I had to run from the room and let my dog out so he didn't piss on my floor. But he's so cute, guys. He is cute. <laughs> <laughs> he is cute. I'll give him that. So 
Leanne goes to this event. She's trying to get her life back in order. You didn't watch last season, but her behavior last season was abhorrent. She was very, like, physical with people. Well, she hasn't been physical, but she's still pretty snappy. It's, I mean, it was way worse last season Mm. where she was, like, pushing and throwing and, like, all kinds of really bad things. And so she was really big in the charity world last season. Okay. And apparently after last season aired, her reputation fell to shit. So this is her, like, trying to get back into it. I see. Well, I mean, no charity wants a crazy person who's throwing shit at other women to represent them. Well, right, right. Um, so she does this speech, and it's very nice, and everyone seems impressed with her. Uh, Cameron takes this opportunity to tell us about her dog's Cavalli onesie. That's so weird. Like, I, what the fuck? Like, what the fuck? I know. When she was talking about that, I was just like, what? Yeah, and then she starts to, like... I didn't even think, like, Brandy was really judging her at this point. Right, just but absorbing she was, like, it. Yeah, she was just, like, looking at her, and she was like, she looks at me with those squinty eyes, and her eyes get very squinty, and... I think she was just absorbing it. I don't think she was being judgmental, like you said. I literally think she was just looking at her, listening to the information, and processing Yeah, it. like, I don't think it was anything. And then they all start bashing Stephanie's house. Like, yes, it does have a pool in the living room, but I don't think it's sinking or crumbling. No, I mean, it's not a money... P- they're going to have to put a lot of work into it, because... Just because no one, no normal person wants that shit, like a pool in the living room. Right, and I also don't think they should get the glass elevator. No, that's, that would but, be a mistake. Like, I don't think it's, like, a piece of shit. No, agreed. Agreed. So, um, like, they, they cut, Brandy has an interview, and she's like, this is, this is the shit I don't like about Leanne. Like, mm-hmm. you know, the second she gets a chance, she starts talking shit, but then kind of, Brandy also says that she kind of thinks that Stephanie's a little bit of a social climber as well, that she cares very much about what her reputation in Dallas is. Well, I think that's evident with her wanting like a massive house and there's no limit with the you know the revamping yeah the the Mm -hmm. decor yeah no i agree um then we see deandra go to work it's the first of two times we see deandra go to work in this episode i mean real exciting stuff the stuff i'm all about no i'm not this is why why i all (laughs) i'm not gonna lie i was like what the Fuck. Why do we need to see this? She walks into her mom's office, which is straight out of 1982. It's got, like, this weird boxy TV with a VHS. Like, Yeah, that's intense. I was like, no. So they start talking about their products and whatnot. So I took this opportunity, because I was bored by them talking, to pull up Amazon and look at their products. Oh, okay. So their products are all rated five stars. Oh, that's interesting. But they're all not reviewed by a lot of people like your typical like major product has like a thousand reviews right there's have like 10 oh so it's like their mom reviewed it their grandma reviewed it their best friend so i'm gonna tell you guys about two of their products did you yeah i'm always looking for new face stuff like i fine lines and wrinkles are really bothering me right now so anything that says it's gonna work that out oh for sure i'm gonna give it a shot no i so i bought two of their products that Um, becomes a detox spray and a detox spray? What does that do? Like, pulls out shit? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And then um, a nighttime eye cream that's supposed to really reduce fine lines and wrinkles. So I'm going to use it. I'm going to report back to you guys, let you know how Deandra and her mom's products actually are. I'm really scared that your face is going to turn bright red or some crazy we'll shit. We'll see. We'll see. My face is not sensitive like your face. Oh my God, guys. My face, I'm telling you, if it can go wrong, it will go wrong. Yeah. The only time I use some, I went for facial 
And the esthetician was like, oh, use this product. This is what Jennifer Lopez uses. I remember this. And I was like, okay, I'll buy this $100 face wash uh-huh. and I'm good with that. Like, right. I if it makes like Jennifer sense, Lopez. Seriously, if my face looks like Jennifer Lopez, I'll pay $100 too. My face broke out in these huge zits. Like the really, really big like the, painful ones. Like the one, like the cystic acid ones. Yes. Where they're like throbbing. Yeah, like where mm. you can't touch it because it hurts yeah, so There's badly. no popping these. It's like yeah. deep under the skin and it's like, oh. Yeah, yeah no, no, I, I immediately went back to proactive and my skin cleared up. So proactive, guys. Thumbs up. But I will say about proactive is I used it for such a long time and then they changed their formula and it was too strong for my fucking face and it started to literally burn my skin. They have a new, new, new formula that you might be interested in. It's Proactive MD, mm-hmm. and it doesn't have benzoyl peroxide in it. Interesting. So it shouldn't have anything that would burn your face. I'm telling you, I literally, I mean, literally, like a chemical burn on my face. Yeah, that's really awful. But knock on wood, my face has been really clear lately. Just, Amen, sister. Yeah, just using Johnson & Johnson to wash my face. It's good to know. Good yeah. To know. And then Neutrogena Wrinkle Cream. I love that shit. Yeah, I have like all sorts of products that I use because I, I do. I you, I'm really all about trying to find something that's going to reduce fine lines and wrinkles. Now I am all about it too. Like, I literally just bought some hundred dollar SkinCeuticals Meta Cell Renewal B3 lotion. I it seems to work. <laughs> my skin is very soft, so I bought one of those red light therapy face things. Mm-hmm. I fucking love it. I'm telling the, you, like mask. It's a spot. It's oh. like the one that you hold. Mm-hmm. But Whitney Cummings, the same brand, I bought it. And it was like $150 for this thing. But I'm telling you, it makes your skin super soft. And I feel like my skin looks really good. Yeah. So I'm all for it, guys. We, we Anyways, want... That was a sidetrack. Just because Deandra does skin stuff. Sorry, that was a huge aside. And, you know, just because I don't want to cover it later, Deandra's mom's not giving her the company yet. So just, just I don't, know that. Will it ever happen? We don't know. We don't know. Stay tuned. But uh, Carrie and Cameron go to dinner. Dinner. Uh, they bring their Birkins and their Birkin raincoat. Oh, my God. If I have to put a fucking raincoat on my purse, I'm not taking it out of the house. I'm not I'm not buying a purse. I have to put a raincoat on. Yeah. It's I put a raincoat on me if I need to. Oh, this is the Birkins need to stop. Jane Birkin who it was named for, she didn't doesn't even want her name associated with it anymore because how they were apparently skinning the animals was inhumane, apparently. Oh, good. And then they changed the way they were skinning the right. animals. But who knows? Yeah. Mm. I mean, my God, guys. Google it. It's crazy. Um, Brandy and Stephanie also go out to dinner. It's like an awkward first date. um they like literally aren't talking at some point that's so weird it really is weird especially because they were such good friends i understand they didn't talk for like four months but Mm -hmm. you feel like once you bury those hard feelings you've got to get back in start smart start with small talk talk about your favorite tv show something yeah so uh they talk about stephanie's house and brandy spills the tea that everyone was talking shit yes um then brandy goes to stephanie's house and what I thought was interesting about Stephanie's house is when they're doing these shots, it looks like it's in the city. It's like this mm-hmm. big ass house, but there's like big ass tall buildings right behind it. Right. That was weird. Yeah. I was like, I don't know. I don't understand. I don't understand Dallas, apparently. But um, 
I guess, I mean, they do have a lot of high rises in residential type areas. I don't know. I, mean, I, don't I know, know, but I feel like if you're buying like a multi-million dollar estate, you have land. That's what I would assume. But that's just me. That's I would want land if I'm spending millions of dollars. Yeah. I want my horses and, you know, yeah, to I run wild. I want to like swim naked in my backyard yes. and not have the people in the big ass apartment building behind be looking <laughs> down. Like, it's fucking weird. No, I agree. Um, It comes out that Leanne's not allowed in Brandy's home. <sighs> no more. Because she's got a potty mouth. Oh, my God. I mean, if that's the least thing, the least offense of her, of Leanne, then I guess that's something. That's an yeah. improvement. I mean, yes. So, um, and then the girls prank called this Heidi lady that lives next door, and it's very creepy and awkward, but it made me giggle. It was funny. It was silly. It was like, oh, okay. Yeah, like, I miss prank calls. That was fun. Like, junior oh, high. I know where you could, like, block your number. Mm-hmm. Oh, the good old days. The good old days. So, the last part of the episode occurs at... Carrie and Mark's house, where Carrie is throwing a party for Zuri um, with ponies and a lemur. Um, (laughs) I hate ponies at parties. Do you? This is interesting. I think it's so inhumane. Really? They always look miserable to me. I hate it. I hate ponies at pumpkin patches. I hate (laughs) ponies at the fair. I always look at them and I'm like, George, I want to set them free. I just want to like go in there and cut them off and let them run free. They don't want these children on them. No, that's a good point. I've gone to a birthday party where there um, was a pony in the backyard that the kids could ride. And you're right. They do look so sad. Yeah, they like just are like trotting in a circle. Yeah, it's I know. So I hate awful. I hate even I mean, I've been to zoos, but zoos depress me. Like because I just feel like these animals want to be out in the wild or well, on a reserve. Do. And there's different, there's two different kinds of zoos. Mm-hmm. There's zoos that are like certified by these conservation uh-huh. groups. And those zoos I'm okay with. Right. Of course. But like slapstack, what do they call them? They call them like roadside zoos. Uh-huh. Like, no. I agree. It's just, it makes me so sad to see an animal like caged up and they look like, they just look miserable. Yeah, they do. They look so sad. Um, at this party, there's, like, a bunch of stuff going on. The girls are all talking shit like they do. The, uh, main part of the party is as Brandy's leaving, she comes up to Stephanie and Carrie and Cameron and hands Stephanie and Carrie these bags and says, I got you these gifts. Sorry, didn't get you one, Cameron. Hey, girls, I'm going to Tennessee to visit my family. I got you some whiskey. You're going. Woo! Yeah, that was pretty fucked up. I mean... Way to uh, put the divide. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it was like, oh, like Cameron understood because Cameron plays dumb and is not actually dumb, right? That she hadn't known Brandy that long. She wasn't expecting an invite to go meet this girl's family. I still think she should have got she, an invite. She's on the fucking show. Just do it. Well, it looks like, and and this is the preview. It looks like it's set up where you have these three girls at home and you have these three girls on the trip, and it's gonna create this. Friction, which I think will play out good dramatically. Right, for us. It'll be good for us. (laughs) It'll be good for us, bad for them. Right. So that being said, I think it's fine she didn't invite her. I think it's weird that she didn't invite Leanne because they're supposed to be bosom buddies. Right. But I think you do it not in front of her then. That's what I was thinking too. I was like, okay, well, if you don't want to invite her, don't do it right in front of them. Yeah, it's really awkward. I thought that was like uncomfortable. And so I, I give, you know, Cameron was like, it's just a little etiquette class. Like, don't do that. Yeah. No, she should And Brady was like, well, I'm just trying to be the mean girl. Oh, God. And then Cameron's like, 
should we talk about that? She's like, oh, I was kidding. No, you obviously weren't kidding. You actually are being the mean girl. Yeah, like that was mean girl behavior. So. I don't I don't like deliberate mean girl shit like that. Like accidental mean girl, I can forgive. Yeah, no. Maliciousness is not okay. Yeah, when it's deliberate, nope. So that's housewives this week, people. Yeah, so it was good. Um, We hope you enjoyed this episode find us on instagram leave us comments questions love whatever you feel the need to do we will respond to you and uh don't forget to subscribe to our podcast and rate us with five stars stars. thanks for listening guys all right bye guys